Shalom, this is Daniel Eisenberg. Welcome back to the Chayarach HaNachimi Learning Program. We are in Sefer Yoshua, Perak Yud Gimel. And for the next week, just to give you a heads up, we're going to be having a, a, a little bit of a challenge in, in these uh, Perakim for the next week, is that a lot of it is uh, geographical, topographical, uh, you know, based on, on different locations that were conquered and different locations that are apportioned out to the, the, the 12 tribes. So um, it makes a little bit of a challenge in reading it if you're not uh, very familiar with the uh, ancient topography of, of Eretz Yisrael, but uh, God willing, I will be posting some a few maps into the group to hopefully help out just a, a little bit. And of course, there are um, many very important, um, beautiful lessons to learn throughout, so we're going to try to glean those as well. In this parish, we just followed off a list of the 31 kings of Canaan that were defeated, which is uh, it's written in a format of, of a shira, as I'll say. It's like a song. It's an interesting way it's laid out in the text, um, which actually recalls the uh, the Ten Sons of Haman that we're going to be reading about. We're already in uh, Adar, Adar Aleph, but already thinking about Purim. So we see the layout of the ten sons of Haman and the layout of the 31 kings. And we should also have a similar layout of all our current enemies. Yoshua, in the beginning of the parak, is said to be Zakin Baba Yamim. Coming in his days, he's, he's old. And uh, Hashem tells him that he did not finish the job. There's still a lot of work to do. Included in that is the Plishtim of Ha'azasi. Those who are in Aza. Gaza is still not yet conquered. Maybe... Conquered by Klai Yisrael soon, um, and we have the other areas that the, that are, are not yet conquered. But Yeshua uh, is going to have to have people take over for him afterwards. Now, the Gemara in the Dharm says something interesting about about you know really Tanakh that if not for the uh, the sins of Klai Yisrael, really Tanakh would have just been the five books of the Torah. And say for Yoshua, because it's so important to have these boundaries delineated, everything that we're going to see uh, in, throughout Yoshua, the boundaries of, of Eretz Israel. Now, although the land is not fully conquered yet, the land is able to be divided because there, there's enough space for the uh, for the tribes to settle and the lands are going to be apportioned out. And, of course, first is the land that's apportioned out on uh, Ever Yardane. It's called the Transjordan, the other side of the Yardane. And this is where... Um, at the end of Sefer Midbar, we see that, and and uh, we see, and we see, we quote in Devarim as well. We see that two and a half tribes of twelve tribes actually live kind of on the outside of Eretz Yisrael and on the other side of the Yarden. I mean, before they would cross the Yarden, they defeated enemies there and wanted to live in that land. And these tribes are Reuven, um, Gud, and half of Shevet Menashe, which is significant that it's half of Shevet Menashe that you know. Part of that might be that it's, uh, it helps unify the two portions of the Jewish people. Meaning if you only have ten tribes on one side and two tribes on the other side, it would be e- easy for them to be divided and become really separate nations. And we're going to see later on in, in this Sefer that that is definitely a concern. But when you have one tribe that is inherently united being split into two locations, it helps kind of be the, the, the glue that holds both uh, portions of the Jewish people together. But one thing that's also important to note is that the, this unity was a prerequisite for the acceptance of uh, the of this request that was made to Moshe that they be able to settle on the side of the land. 
Moshe had, was very clear with them that if they wanted to do this, they would need to completely fight the battles till the end, to defeat the the Canaanim and make sure that everybody's able to settle the land, and only then would they be able to go on the other side of you know of, of the Ardain, meaning that. Yes, they conquered the enemies on the other side of the Ardain, but when they would, but they couldn't just say, "Okay, we're going to settle here and let you guys, the other ten tribes, you guys go 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 on ahead and you conquer the rest of the land by yourselves." No, you have to come with us. You're fighting till the end, and then you can settle on the side. And indeed, they do that. And and Ruvain and God basically lead lead the battle, and they're and they're fighting to the end, not for their own land, but for the land of their brothers. Because of course, this is uh, this land is my land. This land is your land. This is all this is our land. This is uh, this is all of all of Eretz Israel. Yes, each Shevet has his own particular spot, but Klal Yisrael or even Klal Yisrael Zebazeh, which is definitely, as we said in Perik, uh, or Zion, but really throughout the Sefer, it's, it's a theme of Yoshua as well that. People are taking responsibility. Klausro is taking responsibility for each other. And we see that very clearly in the efforts of Shevet Ruvein, Shevet God, and Chatzi Shevet Menashe. May we be inspired by this uh, this achrayis, the responsibility that Jews take up for, take for, for other Jews, and the achrayis that we have for, for Eretz Yisrael. May we be inspired by that and be zochah to the great victories that we see in the Sefer and the great victories we expect at this, this time of year in, in the, the month of Andar. We should be zochah to have Yeshua's Nechamas and Besaras Tavos.